0: Starting a business can be really overwhelming. Once you jump in and realize just how many different hats you have to wear, you also realize how much you have to learn, which eventually leads you to the rabbit hole that is Pinterest and all of the content that's out there, causing you to spend hours and hours sorting and shifting through as much information as you can in order to figure out what to do next. Now, there's nothing wrong with researching and learning. I am a firm believer in constant and continuous education but there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to go about it. Today, I'm going to walk you through the huge mistakes I made with overlearning at the beginning of my business, and then I'm going to share a better way to improve your knowledge, one that will save you time and lessen the overwhelm you're feeling as you're trying to learn new things right now all in just four simple steps. Y'all love hearing about the different ways that I've struggled and messed up in my business, and I love to share it with you. So let's go ahead and dive right on into these four steps to stop overlearning. You're listening to episode 28 of Chasing Simple. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. Hey friends, so before we dive into this episode, I just want to take a moment to make sure that you're aware of this resource that I've created for you. So content creation, it's a lot of work, right? First, you've got to decide what to post about, then you've got to outline it. Next comes your rough draft, then your edits, and a second edit, and then more edits, and then you've finally got your final draft, but then you still have to format it, create and choose the graphics and images you're going to use, and then finally you can schedule it. But that doesn't even include any of the work you have to do once it's out there for the world. It's exhausting, right? Now, you already know that I am all about using batching to speed this process up. But I kept hearing from y'all that the actual creation process also just takes a really long time for you. So, I created a free audio training for you. Eight tips for faster content creation. This training is all about the actual writing process and how you can speed that along. And as always, it's really quick to listen to, learn from, and implement. If you're ready to speed up your content creation process, head on over to amandawarfield.com forward slash resources. Again, that's amandawarfield.com forward slash resources to snag that free audio training. Hit pause, get your hands on it, and start simplifying the content creation process. And then of course, you can jump right back into this amazing episode. Starting a business can be really overwhelming. Let's not even say can be, starting a business is really overwhelming. And once you jump in and realize just how many different hats you have to wear, you also realize how much you have to learn because we always bring in skills and gifts into our business. Otherwise we wouldn't be starting a business, but especially when you're first starting out and you're a solopreneur, there's a million and one different hats that you have to wear. And at the beginning of my business, I thought that if I just amassed all of the articles, blog posts, and podcasts about a topic that I could gather everything I needed and find the quote-unquote right way to do things. I would gather all of the research. I would pour over it for hours. I would add it all together in one place, all my notes. I would take massive amounts of notes in journals or word docs on a specific topic with ev- all from all the different articles, right? But then I would be just as overwhelmed as I was before But I would attempt to throw together some sort of strategy based on that free information. And then I'd expect to be able to just blindly keep doing that and see results. There was zero intentional thought behind any of it. It was just, okay, I'm going to find 20 different articles on Pinterest. I'm going to read all of them. I'm going to take notes on what stands out to me, what I think matters for each one. And then I'm going to listen to podcasts that I find about it. And I'm going to I'm gonna have pages and pages of notes. And then I'm going to take what they did and put it into place. What ended up happening was, one, still overwhelmed, like I said. Just as overwhelmed because what I had researched and the notes I'd taken, the stuff didn't match up from expert to expert. Everyone had a different way of doing things. And there was just a ton of information to sift through. Even once I took the notes, there was still a ton of notes. And also... <laughs> Even with all of the notes I took, there were still a lot of gaps and a lot of things that I didn't understand. And so I would try to just blindly throw things together. Let's say, for example, I was working on creating my email list and I could find information on how to set up an email list. But then what did I do with it? And then I'd research that and I'd learn from 10 different quote unquote experts of email marketing marketing. Research and I try to do all the things they said, but it just there was no cohesion strat, no cohesive strategy. And the other problem was that I was doing so much research that I didn't really have time to create my own strategy from the research with intentional thought behind it and with strategy behind it. All I had time for was throwing anything together based on the research I found. There was no let me learn a few things and then try to figure this out for my own business. It was just, I'm going to do all the research all the time. I spent hours and hours and hours every single week researching. And by the end of the week, I felt like I'd gotten nothing done because I hadn't. Because I'd wasted all my time researching. Let me be really clear and say that there's nothing wrong with doing research and learning about a topic. And there's nothing wrong with using free content because you are listening to this podcast right now and I'm putting out valuable information from you. For you, And I really hope you'll take this to heart, but if you're doing it the way that I used to, there is a better way and one that will not only save you a ton of time, but will also leave you a lot less overwhelmed. Ideally, you should be creating more than you're learning. You're going to learn the most by just doing the thing and by paying attention to the response, the result, and then intentionally and strategically tweaking what you've done. So learn from someone. Take their tips, like my email newsletter example. Taking their tips and doing what they did and then seeing, okay, how do my open rates compare to the average? How does my click-through rate look? How is my list growing? Taking one piece and then saying, how do I make this better? It's not growing like I want, how do I make it grow more? And researching that one thing and then very slowly taking intentional steps and tweaking what you've learned like that one thing at a time, one step at a time. So I've got four simple steps for you that I want you to take and do and then tweak, (laughs) but take and implement into your business so that you can learn in a better way, so that you can do your research and implement new things without spending all of your time researching and without overwhelming yourself. So the first one, have a set day or work block each week for educating yourself. For me, I set aside every Friday for learning and planning. That is the day in my business where I plan out the next month ahead, where I plan out the next week ahead, where I decide what my next year is going to look like, my next quarter. All of my planning happens on Fridays. And all of the education I do, all of my researching, all of my learning, all of my courses when I'm doing courses, all of that happens on Fridays. That way, when I'm going through something during the week and I think, oh, I really wanna learn how to do that, I wanna learn more about this, I can just file it away for that Friday and know I don't have time to do it right now. There are other pressing things that I need to do in my business this week, but come Friday, I'll have time for this and I can make time to learn. Then I'm not spending all my time. I'm limiting how much time I allow myself to do it, but I'm also making sure that I actually get research done and that I actually am learning and improving because I'm very, very passionate about continuing education. You should be continuing your education and learning at all times, but not all times, (laughs) if that makes sense. The second thing is to store your articles, blog posts, podcast episodes that you want to come back to, etc., in Trello or Asana to come back to them later. So like I said, sometimes during the week, I'll run across something that I think I really want to watch this workshop or this webinar or listen to this podcast episode, but I don't have time right now. So I will add it into Trello with a link to whatever it is, because you can add attachments, add links. I will link to it in a Trello board or card. And then I know on Friday, I can come back to that Trello card and see what I'd put aside. And this is also really helpful as just a little hack if you're someone who doesn't want to close your tabs at the end of the day because you're in the middle of working on something and you don't want to lose your page, you can just add it to a card. Really helpful time management hack to help you close out the end of the day, move into a shutdown routine. Just pro tip there. The third tip is to find educators that you vibe with for the different areas you need help in and learn from them. Go to them first when you have a question and search their archives. So you have heard me talk about my favorite educators over and over and over again. And that is because this is what I do. I don't try to learn everything from everyone. So what I used to do is if I wanted to learn about email marketing, I would go to Pinterest and I would search email marketing and I would learn from every single person whose blog post or podcast or whatever, whatever their resource was, if their resource came up, I was gonna learn from them. But now I have a few educators that I really vibe with, I really enjoy learning from, And I know I can go to them first and foremost. So email marketing. I love to follow Amber Housley for marketing. I really feel like I vibe with her. She's got a great energy, all that stuff. So when I'm looking for email marketing tips, she's the first person I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go search her website for email marketing and see if she's already put content out about that. The search bar, the search function for archives for educators' websites is so important because a lot of times we just wait to see what they're coming out or what they've come out with recently. But we're creating content constantly, right? All educators are. So look to look and see what they've done in the past because they've probably touched on this topic already that you're looking for. So back to my example, I'm looking for email marketing information. Maybe I want to learn how to increase my click-through rate. I'm gonna go search Amber's website for email marketing and then I'm going to see, do any of these titles look like they're going to match with helping with click-through rates? Do any of these topics seem relevant? And then I'm going to learn from there on a Friday, all right? If there's nothing that Amber's put out that I'm specifically looking for or that is specifically relevant to what I'm looking for, I will go look at other educators that I follow. Elizabeth McCravy, who's actually going to be on the podcast next week. So episode 29, be on the lookout for that. But I'll go look at her stuff. She also talks about marketing a lot. A lot of times what ends up happening is the educators we vibe with kind of overlap. So I'll look at these other educators that I've quote unquote collected and that I love learning from. And if none of them have what I need, which is so rare, I mean, I really almost never have to do this, but if none of them have what I need, or if I'm trying to learn on a totally new topic that I don't have an educator in my back pocket for, then I'll go to Pinterest and I'll search. But that is the very last step I take. I first and foremost, look at the people that I'm already learning from. Because remember how I said earlier that every educator had a different take on things? That's natural and that's okay because again, you wanna take what you've learned from someone and tweak it for your own business. So that's what everyone does when you've got 10 different ways in front of you to improve your click-through options and they contradict each other, that's really confusing. So focus on one specific educator, learn from them and then tweak it from there because there's no one right way to do any of this. Educators are there to give you a shortcut, but it doesn't mean it's the one and only way and that it's necessarily the right way for your business. So it saves you time, but you might still have to tweak and that's okay. And then tip number four is to commit to improving just one area at a time. And this is something that I talk a lot with my content batching bootcamp students. We so badly want to improve all the things all at once because we want to make massive gains. But when you're trying to improve multiple areas at much, you're making very little improvement in each area because there's only so much you can do. Imagine that you're looking at a wheel with spokes, like an old-timey wagon wheel, and then also a tree. What you want to look like is the tree. You want to focus in on one area, really build things up, and then start branching off. But what we tend to do is we look like a wagon wheel and we're trying to grow in a lot of different areas, a lot of different spokes, but we're not making much progress and we end up just rolling round and round and round and circling versus growing nice and tall with strong roots. So be the tree, commit to improving just one area at a time. Really practically speaking, this looks like instead of saying, I'm going to improve Instagram and I'm going to focus on the best graphics and the best caption and the best hashtags, And instead saying my instagram game needs to be improved i'm going to focus on hashtags right now and i'm going to really make sure that i'm killing the hashtag game and then i'm going to move on to creating better captions or better graphics or better images but you can't do all three even though instagram is just one aspect of your business it's got its own facets so build the tree from the ground up set strong roots in place with each area okay so commit to improving just one area. And just invest and do it. And I know that that is so scary because investing in our businesses can be really scary, but you're gonna save yourself so much time if you just learn someone else's strategy. Educators, we package up our knowledge and our strategies and whatever else we're giving you, we package that all up into one thing. You're given the entire strategy at once versus doing all this research and then still feeling like you've got holes and have more research to do. Just invest, commit to improving one area and make the investment. Again, you don't have to throw money everywhere because you can only improve one area at a time. But I cannot say enough for investing in your business. Go back and listen to, I believe it's episode 20, but I'll link it in the show notes where Aaron Hayworth joins me to talk about finding the right coach for you. And you can follow a lot of those same tips for figuring out what educators you want to learn from and courses you want to invest in. Because it can be scary because there's a lot of different courses out there and some are great and some are not. I get it. I really do understand that. But that episode might be really helpful for you for kind of, okay, Aaron and I are talking specifically about how to find a one-to-one coach, but how can I tweak what they're saying, right? And use that in order to know where to invest my money and my time. But I highly encourage you to invest. It's scary, but it just, it saves you so much time and it gives you the whole picture on any given area and topic versus just little snippets. Okay, so let's recap those four simple steps so that you can stop overlearning. The first one, have a set day or work block for education. The second one, store your articles and blog posts and things like that in whatever your task management system is or just bookmark them so that you can come back to them later and you don't feel like, well, I need to either leave this tab open or I'm gonna lose it or I have to research it right now so that I don't lose it. Third is to find educators that you vibe with for the different areas you need help with and learn from them. Make them be your go-to for those different topics. And then fourth is to commit to improving just one area at a time. Stop researching a million different pieces of each puzzle and be the tree. This week's action step is to set up an education day for yourself in your schedule and only do your research on those days. Only do your learning on those days. I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening to this, tag me on your stories and share it, and tell me what day your education day is going to be, okay? I want to know. We're going to set that up so that you are saving yourself time and you're not spending all of your time researching and you're making space in your business for more than just that. And then this week's book recommendation has actually already been recommended on the podcast. Nicole Boucher recommended it back on episode 15, I believe. When she came on, Nicole is the host of Pixie and Profit, so she's also a huge Disney fanatic. And what I'm recommending is The Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, who is the Disney CEO. Now, yes, there's a lot about Disney. Obviously, he's the Disney CEO, and it talks about kind of just the landscape of what's been happening in Disney, various acquisitions and how it's grown and things like that which I love as a Disney fanatic. Like I love learning about Disney's history, but also the whole book is about lessons that Bob Iger has learned in leadership and in business, and I just can't recommend it enough. This is definitely going to be one of those books that I reread every year because his his lessons are so good and they are so applicable to us as entrepreneurs even though we're not running giant companies. We're not running a Walt Disney level company, right? But they're still super applicable for us as solopreneurs and side hustlers, and I highly recommend. So if you want to snag that for yourself, there is a link in the show notes. All of these episodes that I've mentioned today, they're linked in the show notes, and you can head to the show notes and just check them all out. So again, book recommendation, The Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, and your action step is to set up an education day for yourself and your schedule. And until next time, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode's show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.